If you like this podcast, you're going to really like McClanahan Academy. Head over to McClanahanAcademy.com. That's McClanahanAcademy.com. Enroll. It's free of charge. You get a free class, 10 Myths of American History. When you do enroll, I've got nearly 20 classes there available for purchase. Go to McClanahanAcademy.com. Enroll today and get a real history education. The Brian McClanahan Show, episode 636. It's time to think locally and act locally. Welcome to the Brian McClanahan Show. Welcome back to the Brian McClanahan Show. Glad to have you back on the program. Very glad to be here. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, like my Facebook page, and subscribe to my YouTube page. Find all those social media accounts on my webpage, brianmcclanahan.com. That's B-R-I-O-N, mcclanahan.com. While you're there, give me that email address. I'll give you a free ebook, Forgotten Founders, free audiobook of the same title, read by yours truly. Rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Let me know what you want to hear. Send me those show requests. Go to mclanahanacademy.com to help support the show. Click on the support tab at brianmclanahan.com to help support the show. Click on the shop tab at brianmclanahan.com. Get my logo and all kinds of cool stuff. That's a great way to support the show. Also, click on that little heart under the YouTube videos if you're watching it on YouTube. And that gives me thanks for the show, right? So there's all kinds of ways to support the show financially. But again, that interaction is what really makes me happy and letting people know you like it and letting sharing it around, letting people know you really are thinking locally and acting locally. As I've said on this podcast, you are an American conservative if you're a states' rights person, right? So that is the core of American conservatism. And we're seeing that all the time. And the topic of the day, I talked about you know federalism yesterday. The topic of the day is also states' rights in some ways, local action, but it even is further than that. This is, this is local action down to the family. You see, what scares the progressives more than anything else is you taking control of your own life. That's it. Becoming independent. It scares them because your dependency is what gives them power. It's your dependency on them for uh, a paycheck. Your dependency on them for education. Your dependency on them for a job. Uh, you know, with the paycheck, your dependency on them for whatever, you know, whatever thing in your life you need, your dependency on them gives them power. This is what government thrives on. It wouldn't exist without your dependency on them. You see, this is why anyone on the left or even some conservatives don't want to decrease the size and power of government because it gives them legitimacy. It gives them something to do. They go to Washington, D.C., they make legislation, they make laws, and they are now pulling the strings of all these people. They get to dole out the money, decide who gets what. They get to play favorites. They get to have patronage and all these things. It gives them power. Government is the tool for people who crave power to get what they want, control over other people's lives. So the less you can have of that, the less dependency you can have in society, the less debt you can have, uh, the less dependency on the social structure you, you can have, the less dependency on these things, the more independence you have in your life, the more of a threat you are to the progressive establishment in America. And you know where that's most pronounced? In schooling. You see, years ago, the progressives figured out that they can control the little minds of mush that are American students. They can control the future. I mean, Whitney Houston's, I believe the children are our future. I mean, she's just openly saying what progressives always think. The children are our future and we need to control them. Teach them well and teach them well, right? So everyone knows the future generations, how you teach your children. This is something that's been going on for centuries. How you teach children matters for the future. 
There was this little uh, scene in the movie Ride with the Devil. If you haven't seen that one, it's very good. It's Tobey Maguire. It was before he became Spider-Man. and um, But it has Jewel in it. And uh, Jeffrey Hunt, who, who plays a black confederate. It's interesting. Uh, but there's a scene where they're in, uh, in Missouri. And they're talking to a guy who's a southern partisan. And he says, look, here's the thing. I see these northerners coming. You know what they build before they build churches? They build schools. And they build schools because they want to educate people on their vision of American society. And you know where you saw this in the 20th century with the progressives? John Dewey. It's why I put John Dewey in my class, 25 People Who Changed America, because John Dewey is responsible for what we're seeing in American society today. By making the school the center of American life, it has created the leftist environment of America. You, you notice... All the things that the left is talking about is stuff that's in schools, uh, particularly with the culture war, what they're allowed to say or not say in schools, what they're allowed to do or not do in schools, what they're allowed to tell children or not tell children. This is all about the schools. It's a war. The culture war takes place in American schools. Because when you take the culture war there and you've got these young people who believe anything because young people don't know anything, and of course they look up the teachers and they look up to these type of people. In fact, they look up to them more than they do their own parents. This is the point of progressive education. You take the parents out, you put the teachers in, and you create an entirely new environment in America. Well, when you do that, you create an environment where the left is always going to win. So what they don't want are private schools. What they don't want, more than anything, is homeschooling. Because homeschooling takes their power away completely. On private schools, you still have to... Uh, be accredited. You still, have to, uh, you still have to comply with federal regulations. In many cases, private schools are just as bad as public schools when it comes to wokeism and the culture war. But where you don't have that, it's homeschooling. And so this terrifies the left. If we have more and more homeschoolers, they are really in trouble. Now, homeschooling is not easy. Okay, Homeschooling is very difficult, particularly in areas like math and science. You really need a good curriculum for those things. You don't want to have your, your homeschool students be complete dunderheads in those areas. So that's always a challenge. But a lot of people look at homeschooling as a way to save their students, save their children from leftist indoctrination, particularly when it comes to the social sciences and uh, cultural issues and other things. And so in that way, people generally make the decision to homeschool based on those issues. you got to make sure you're doing the other stuff well, though. And that, of course, is always the challenge. But I want to talk about a couple of articles that were produced, um, one at MSNBC and the other at uh, FEE.org, which is uh, a, a libertarian site. Uh, but they're based on each other. So this is uh, 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 Anthea Butler, I think is how you say her name, Anthea. And the title is, Why the Evangelical Right is So Obsessed with Killing the American Public School. So this is interesting, um, why the evangelical right is so obsessed. And you know why? Because homeschooling is racist. That's her position. Homeschooling is racist, so they want to kill it because it's racist. So you see, when the left can't win, this is their fallback. Well, it's just racist. And if they get people enough people to believe this, right? Well, I mean, then it, then it becomes poly the, the, the progressives in Congress or in state legislatures will try to go after homeschooling because it's racist. So this is the FEE response. So I'm going to read both. They're very short pieces. They're silly. Uh, the first one is silly. 
Public education has become public enemy number one, the actor Kurt Cameron opines in a promotion for the homeschooling awakening. His documentary is scheduled to hit theaters in June. The documentary, founded by, funded by the Trinity Broadcasting Network and Cameron's own CamFam Studios, argues that parents should be homeschooling their children in the wake of the pandemic. However, as Cameron's quote indicates, the, this latest project of conservative evangelical education is another salvo in the ongoing evangelical war against public schools. This latest project of conservative evangelical education is another salvo. Oh, I just read that. I don't know why that was repeated twice in the, in the piece. It should come as no surprise that evangelicals, fundamentalists, and other religious conservatives have fought against public education since the U.S. Supreme Court's 1954 decision in Brown v. Board of Education. You see, here it is. It's all about race. The only reason, the only reason we have homeschooling, private schooling, anything else is because of race. Because white Americans didn't want their kids to go to school with black Americans. That's it. What's really funny about that, of course, is that um, you had many private schools in the North before this point, and Northerners were vehemently opposed in the 1970s to public busing and other things. But, uh, no, it's just about the South uh, at times, right? The prospect of integrated schools led to the creation of many segregation academies, private schools designed to keep African-American children and undesirable immigrant groups away from white children. But there was another more insidious way to circumvent integration. Insidious homeschooling. So, private schools weren't enough. They had to go to homeschools. That's insidious. Because you just hate people. That's why you're doing it. You hate people. One of the main purveyors of homeschooling was a fundamentalist, uh, Rusas Rushdeny, whose work beginning in the 1960s in establishing Christian day schools grew into the homeschooling movement. He saw homeschooling as a way to cut the government out of educating Christian children and to prepare them to take their place in a theocratic government. Julie Ingersoll, author of Building God's Kingdom Inside the World of Christian Reconstruction, says Rushdeny was one of the intellectual godfathers of the religious right, but he's often treated like a crazy uncle. Crazy or not, homeschooling materials inspired by Rushdeny's theology are on sale today to parents who homeschool in America, and many of those materials reach parents during the pandemic. Cameron's documentary promoting homeschooling is not an aberration. It is part of a larger project about disseminating, uh, dismantling, I'm sorry, the public education system in the United States. What an odd endorsement of homeschooling. The public education system is the only place where children are routinely uh, subjected to violence from other children and also teachers at times. It's the only place. And of course, teachers, subject, parent, adults subjected to violence from students. It's the only place. And, of course, subjected to, if you take out and look at the popular media, they get it, they get bombarded with it. But, of course, when you go to public schools, you're going to get the culture war in your face on a regular basis. Not always at home. And parents don't have any control. See, used to be schools in your small community. You knew the teacher. The community hired the teacher if it was a one-room schoolhouse. They knew who the teacher was. They brought them in. And they had control over these people. And they controlled what went on in the schools. And of course, parents saw a large role in what children were taught or not taught. And of course, religion was still a major part of American life. And they got a lot of education in their churches and other places, their communities. But now you send your kids off to school. You don't know who they're going to school with because school you know, people are so transient now. The teachers are transient. You don't even know where these people are from. Many of them are not from that area. It's really hard to know what's going on in your schools. And so... You have no control over your students, over your children. 
Cameron's documentary furthers the long-term goal of America's religious conservatives to dismantle the public school system by promoting homeschooling, an idea that grew in popularity during the pandemic among parents who wanted to make sure their children kept up academically and avoided the coronavirus. According to a report from the U.S. Census Bureau in the fall of 2020, 11.1% of parents said their children were homeschooled compared to 5.4% that spring. Well, I mean, this is amazing. That is one thing that the pandemic, quote-unquote, did do, and it people thought more about homeschooling. Why? Well, because they didn't want their kids to have to go to mass schools or eat their lunch in silence 20 feet apart from their peers while wearing a mask and then pulling it down, putting a piece of food in their mouth and pulling back up. I mean, this all this stuff was ridiculous. It showed the power of the state, and people said, enough. We don't want that anymore. Some of that increase may be attributed to black parents and other diverse groups who are now finding homeschooling as an attractive alternative. Yet some parents have expressed frustration with conservative Christian materials for homeschooling, which drive the current marketplace. And other professional educators have issued dire warnings about homeschooling, including issues regarding a lack of oversight and increased potential for child abuse. Well, this stuff has been said before. Um, yes, most of your materials that you get for homeschooling are religious because, at first, homeschooling was driven by religion. But in some places, for example, in Georgia, uh, you can get free materials. You can take the same exact curriculum that students are getting in the public schools at home. It's free. You just say you want it, and they send it to you. There's no, no questions asked. So this is the state embracing homeschooling as a way to help parents. I mean, maybe you have a student that has a physical disability or a mental disability, and you want to uh, have some more uh, you know, gentle schooling with those people, and uh, you, you work at that. A lot of parents work very hard at homeschooling to try to make sure it's a rigorous environment. They're getting a good education. And so this is you know, an important part to note about this. Cameron's homeschooling documentary comes at a time of contentious debate about critical race theory, LGBTQ issues, transgender children in Florida's Don't Say Gay Law. Like the documentary itself, these new laws are designed to weaken already debilitated public school systems that are dealing with limited funding, staffing, and violence issues. Well, why is that? I mean, basically what this person has done here is just outline why parents don't want to send their kids to public schools anymore. Funding, staffing, and violence issues. Who wants to send your kids to that or be indoctrinated at your schools? Who wants to do that? If you're a parent that cares about what your kids get, these are things you want to avoid. Attempts by religious conservatives to prohibit certain subjects deemed dangerous or inappropriate are not new, but they are now coming in multiple waves across the country. Homeschooling may have greater appeal now because of these debates and the desire for parents to play a big part in their children's educational life. Oh my gosh, how, how shocking that parents would want to do that. It may also arise out of pandemic concerns. Oh, yeah, I mean, you think? But parents unfamiliar with the existing networks of homeschooling run the danger of being drawn into Christian conservative networks and theocratic teaching. So be careful. Be, be afraid of these things. If you might do it, you might get some Christian fundamentalist teaching in your schooling, and that would be awful. <laughs> I mean, you think about what, how stupid this piece actually is. Cameron's uh, says that people are choosing homeschooling are having an awakening, but the public needs to awaken to the reality that public schools may disappear if people with this extreme beliefs these extreme beliefs have their way. Again, what an unendorsement of homeschooling if public schools disappeared. Uh, so then, FEE Carrie McDonald at FEE responds to this, which I found to be an interesting response. She says, on Friday, MSNBC shared a tweet claiming that homeschooling is being driven by the insidious racism of the American religious right. 
While Butler, the opinion columnist who wrote the article referenced by the tweet, never used that specific phrase, her piece implies that homeschooling is a strategy used by white evangelical parents to destroy public schooling and uphold racial segregation. The facts, including those which Butler acknowledges in her article, simply do not reflect her theory. Now, that's why I like this piece, because this, uh, McDonald goes out and looks at some data. Butler, a professor of religious and Africana studies at the University of Pennsylvania, asserts that homeschooling originated out of the work of Christian fundamentalist Rusas Rushdeni in the 1960s. But she neglects to mention that the rise of the modern homeschooling movement was broad and bipartisan, capturing both the political left and right who were equally dissatisfied with public schooling and other American institutions at the time. As education professor and author of Homeschool in American History, Milton Gaither writes, quote, Given this pan-ideological commitment to local, authentic, private life and contempt for establishment liberalism, it is not surprising that members of both the counterculture right and the countercultural left reacted for different reasons against the 20th century expansion of public education into a near-universal experience. So, again, it's people trying to think locally and acting locally to the, to the utmost, right, and saying we're going to control our families first. That is the core of all of this. Butler goes on to claim that conservative Christian ideology continues to negatively influence today's homeschoolers, even as she admits that re the recent increase in homeschooling is coming from non-white, non-evangelical families. She gives a nod to the U.S. Census Bureau data showing that independent homeschooling rate more than doubled in 2020. Some of that, that increase may be attributed to black parents and other diverse groups who are now finding homeschooling as an alternative, attractive alternative, writes Butler. According to the Census Bureau, the number of black homeschoolers increased fivefold between spring and fall of 2020, from 3.3% to 16.1%. Black children were overrepresented in the homeschooling population compared to the overall K-12 public school population. The Census Bureau also found that much of the recent homeschooling growth occurred in areas that would not be considered religious or politically conservative. For example, the Boston-Cambridge area, where I live, and homeschool my own children, saw homeschooling increase from 0.9% to 8.9% in 2020. So why are parents doing this? Because they don't want to send their kids to these heavy-handed schools, which people are now seeing. The, the, the veil has been lifted in what schools were doing to kids through the pandemic, quote-unquote. Now again, homeschooling has its own set of issues that you need to be aware of, going in eyes wide open. Also, socialization and other things are issues with homeschooling. There's no question about this. But um, when, you want to, when you want to have your children avoid these particular types of indoctrination centers and homeschooling for a lot of families makes sense. Recent data now analyzed by the Associated Press show that the homeschooling rate remains at record high levels this academic year, even as schools are open for full term in-person learning, suggesting that many new homeschooling families enjoy the freedom and flexibility this educational approach offers. I mean, that is true. One of the things about homeschooling that is great, you can take vacation whenever you want. You can go, I mean, you can, you can homeschool on the road. There have been people that have bought RVs, families, sold their house, bought RVs, and they homeschool by traveling around the country. They get DVD homeschooling, and they, they do it that way. I mean, they use curricula like Sunlight, where you do a lot of reading. and um, I mean, these are it gives you flexibility and freedom that you don't have. So this is why some parents have chosen this life, because of what it allows parents to do and what it allows families to do, and it gives you a tighter family. Fortunately, even parents and onlookers who may be indifferent to homeschooling, including some who identify as being on the left politically, can see through MSNBC's false assertion that insidious racism is motivating modern homeschoolers. Indeed, the most recent federal data on why parents choose homeschooling revealed that 
quote, concern about the environment of other schools, including safety, drugs, and negative peer pressure, is the top motivator. Only 16% of homeschooling parents in the nationally representative sample chose a desire to provide religious instruction as their top motivator. Of course, even if religious instruction was the top motivator of today's homeschooling families, that wouldn't be a reason to criticize homeschooling or call those doing it racist. This is true. The response to MSNBC's tweet was swift and severe, with most comments and shares expressing outrage over the article and MSNBC's social media inter interpretation. Some voice concern that there will now be calls for a ban on homeschooling, but these calls have been around for years. That's also true. You have had the education establishment for years try to knock it down because they see it as a threat. It's a threat to their funding. If you have fewer students in schools and the states don't fund as much, so they look at it as a threat to their money. So you can't hire more administrators with six-figure salaries. You can't do anything like that. So this is a problem for the public education system, the institution of it. It destroys their credibility. It destroys their ability to do what they want to do or make a paycheck, right? So that's an issue. Back in June 2020, I debated Harvard Law School professor Elizabeth uh, Bartholet, who called for a presumptive ban on homeschooling. These calls for homeschooling bans are not new and will persist, but as more families choose homeschooling and more resources such as micro-schools and hybrid schools emerge to support homeschoolers, calls to ban homeschooling will continue to be ignored. Homeschooling is here to stay, driven by a demographically, geographically, and ideologically diverse group of families who share a common goal of wanting to take a more active role in their children's education. Media companies and ac ac uh, academics can claim that homeschooling is being chosen for nefarious reasons, but the facts simply don't support it. So, uh, look, this McDonald piece is, I mean, it's spot on. and But it shows you the real threat is local action for the progressives. That's why I started this, this podcast with that particular point to make. Local action is a threat. The, the debate over the Supreme Court, what's happening right now, it's a threat because local states and localities might take a different position than the left wants through their, through their extra legislative means in the judicial branch. This is the point. They do not want people at the local level or the state level to make decisions which impact their lives in a way that will be beneficial to them. They want to have control. It's all about power. It's always been about power in public education, and the public education system is no different. Once you see that, once you see it's about power, you will completely change your perspective on all these things. All right. Hope you enjoyed this episode of The Brian McClanahan Show. I'll see you next week. See you then. <laughs>